Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North. Uh, Kyle and Sam here, and today we have a bit of a fun episode here. We're going to talk about another article that is over at purpleptsd.com, five oddly specific statistical Vikings predictions. Uh, So here Kyle has put his neck out, and he has listed five specific individual players. These are these are individual statistics. They're not necessarily team statistics, uh, mm-hmm. but five players he's chosen with a numerical value attached to some type of performance yeah. uh, that is expected from them in the 2023 season. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, that's that's basically exactly right. Individual player, individual stat, obviously related to their position and what they do, and making my prediction. Right. So, And I guess if you were, like, the whole thing is like, if you just read it in isolation, it would be maybe peculiar. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying Daniil Hunter is going to get 10 sacks. That's not a very odd, non-specific, and nor is it particularly bold. Uh, if he's healthy, that should be the expectation, uh, at least 10 sacks kind of thing. So this is meant to be a little bit more peculiar. As I look back on it, I think there's one in particular that I don't think is that kind of bold or frisky, but um, I'll kind of let Sam uh kind of be my voice of reason here yeah yeah <laughs> the the word frisky uh is uh... yeah maybe frisky is not the right word spicy <laughs> i don't know is it's just frisky not right i, yeah. I think hold hold on to frisky we'll we'll roll with okay it. yeah um, let's roll with that for now i guess just, i know I, I kind of uh yeah shivered when you mentioned <laughs> <laughs> just right here. okay yeah uh so like yeah lots of of frisky picks here but uh yeah I, there like, you go Look at these numbers here. They're oddly specific, but I'm assuming that they didn't you just didn't pull it out of your butt. Like there's some there's some method to the madness a little bit. Or in a or, sense. Or no. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's anyone who followed the three or four of you who follow my work know that it's just just all random. Um, you know, I, I just read about the this is my job. I read about the Vikings almost day in, day out. And um you know, these are things that talking about other topics or whatever. So like writing about the Vikings defense, looking at specific players and saying, oh, my gosh, Jordan Hicks only blitzed 17 times last year. That is insane. You know what I mean? Given his history of, um, you know, being quite effective when it comes to rushing the passer. Right. And he only blitzed an average of once per game. Are you kidding me? Right. And so that's and that's what led to this first one here. And maybe we'll we should list them out here, Sam. But that first one of, of Jordan Hicks is gonna blitz at least 34 times. You know, he's gonna double his blitz total at least with Flores. Um so, so is some of it like it probably appears a little bit random. Uh I do think that stack kind of exemplifies what I'm getting at. Jordan Hicks is gonna blitz at least 34 times. And I specifically say that because that's at least twice as much as last year. Um and I can explain further from there, but maybe Sam, let's list out the five. Yeah. So you mentioned number one there. Jordan Hicks has at least 34 blitzes in 2023. Uh, yeah. You got five on here. Again, this article has been up for, for a couple of weeks now. A uh, mm, couple days. A ti- time of, well, oh, time sorry. Of, I have a time of, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, recording, is, we're, we're peeling back the wall here. Sam and I are just peeling back the, the illusion of, of podcasting. Yeah. This is yeah. holiday season. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. 
but uh so we've got more so maybe let's we'll alternate back and forth here so we've got jordan hicks at least 34 blitzes in 2023 uh number yep. two I'll, I'll read here kirk cousins gets sacked 36 times or less yeah uh, again we'll we'll touch on some of these uh we won't be able to touch on all of them uh yep. next one though you've got this greg joseph exceeds 90 percent of his extra points that's the one that i don't think is as frisky but it's one where i think that Vikings fans would be very happy to see um if this dude drills 98 percent of his extra points I think people are going to be very pleased. I would be very pleased. Goodness, everyone should be happy with that. So that that's my that's my prediction there for Mr. Joseph. Okay, number four, Harrison Smith has at least eight tackles for loss. Yeah, yeah, and then finally, Josh Metellus plays more than five hundred and sixteen snaps on defense. Okay, uh, so those those are the five. Okay, so again, you've got three defensive. Yeah, that's right. Players there. You got uh, Kirk Cousins on offense, and you got a special teams player there. And yeah. I think you would say the defense is more of your specialty, anyways. Yeah, I'm showing my bias a bit. I definitely am showing my bias. Uh, but then you also look at it too, and you think, where is there more worry amongst Vikings fans right now? It has to be with the defense, right? I I, I think there's there's pretty high expectations for the offense, um, given both the continuity as well as some of the maybe upgrades, potentially. You think Josh Oliver and Jordan Addison in particular. Uh, I don't know if that helps to justify my uh, clear bias, but yeah, there is there's definitely a clear bias towards the defense. Right. And and I guess I could maybe say that some of this is related to the addition of Brian Flores. Like Correct. You've got at least like two of these guys. Uh, Correct. Again, Metallus is more just of a, you know what, is he going to step into a bigger role? Is he going to be on the field more? Uh, yeah. But but these ideas of uh, Smith making more tackles for for a loss or yeah, uh, yeah. Hicks blitzing are largely uh, supported by the fact that we know that the defense is going to lo- look different under Flores' leadership. That's exactly right. So I'm banking on... Harrison Smith does really well going forward. You know, when you get him close to the line of scrimmage, blitzing, creating chaos, being that extra run defender, he's good at. And I think that's going to fit well with what Flores wants to do based on everything we're hearing. Similarly with Hicks, you know, he's a bit of a thumper. He's a strong guy. He's a physical guy. He's actually very good at uh, at tackling and uh, coming forward. And he's, he's a good run defender. And he can actually be quite an effective blitzer as well. And so like 34 blitzes in 2020, so just a couple of years ago, he blitzed 89 times. 89 times. In 2021, the year before he came to Minnesota, he blitzed 49 times. Right? And so pro- projecting 34 blitzes is not that frisky, if we could go back to that word that uh, uh, Sam noted. It's not really that bold, given kind of that historical usage, recent history. What was bold and surprised is that he only blitzed 17 times last year. That's insane, right? Like, given what he does well and how he was used previously, uh, he is... I know he's an off-ball linebacker. We're not talking about Daniel Hunter. We're not talking about Zedaria Smith. He is a middle linebacker, right? And he, and he's, you know, off line scrimmage by several yards almost all the time. He is good at blitzing, and he's been used this way effectively in the past. I would just be shocked if Flores kept him around, Quasido Fumensa and the Vikings kept 
picks around to not use him as more of a weapon. I, I just, I just be shocked. You know what I mean? Just based off everything I've seen thus far. Not that I really know. I, I don't, I'm not in the defensive meetings, but just looking at some of these basic details, if this dude isn't blitzing at least twice a game, I'll be very surprised. Right. And, and that number twice a game would, would get you to that, that would get you precisely number. 17 games, 34. And I mean, obviously like, you, you know, if he gets injured in week two, doesn't play again, then that obviously undermines things, but we're banking on good health. We're hoping for good health. And you know, that's what I'm making these predictions based off. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I, I think again, with numbers like this, it's hard to, uh, like you said, there's, there's different factors that can come yeah. into play. But realistically, when you when you take out some of these numbers and you average them out over the length of a season, again, you can start to see, okay, you know what, that makes sense. Exactly, yeah. yeah. For, for you to hit that number, assuming all these other variables are controlled, uh, that that this, this is what happens. Uh, I'm curious for you, do you have any of these that maybe is, is worth keeping an eye on or, or you're curious just maybe to, to expand a little bit on where you're, you're coming from. Cause again, I've some of these numbers and, and some of these stats yeah. stand out to me uh, for different reasons, but I know like last year we tracked uh, a sack counter with, yeah. uh, with yeah, Hunter right. and Smith and ultimately that's fell right. short, but still. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of fun though, wasn't it? It was fun, and it wasn't a disastrous season in a sense. It just they, it was a yeah. it was a bold prediction, uh, and that's not yep. necessarily what you're doing here. So it's a little bit different. But I yeah, maybe, I'm just curious if there's any of these that you're you're like you know what, uh, I put some extra thought into this, and and curious to see yeah. what what happens here. I, I tell you that the final one here that I'll uh, you know maybe spend a couple more minutes on. Or, or a few moments at least is is the Kirk Cousins getting sacked thirty six times or less. That to me, like a comfortable Cousins is a competent Cousins. Keeping the man comfortable goes a long way in ensuring that he's competent on field. Uh, if he's rattled early and often, and then just kind of getting hit and and just not really in a nice rhythm, doesn't feel like he can set his feet or go through progressions, whatever it is, um, it's certainly not definitively not that he's not tough enough or that he doesn't uh, or that he's scared to take a hit. There's just no way anybody could possibly think that this guy gets friggin' wallet. <laughs> he gets hit really hard and he hangs in there. Like in terms of like his physical toughness, being willing to take a shot to make a play, like nobody in good faith could ever make that argument for Cousins. There are criticisms of his game. And maybe at times, I don't know if he overthinks it sometimes, and that's why he doesn't maybe make an ideal play or, or the, or the you, know, you, you know, you think of the fourth and eight, right? That, that's kind of the moment where you're kind of hoping that he would let it fly, even if Justin Jefferson's double covered or whatever it is. Um, this is not at all, though, an issue of him being physically tough enough. He is just like tough as a Minnesota winter, tough kind of guy. And, but I just... Last year, he took 46 sacks, which is a lot, especially when you realize we're just talking about sacks. Think about how many times, even just think back to that New York Giants game, how many times did he take a shot as he was letting go of the football? All those hits, um, really concerning. He's going to be 35 in August, right? So it's important to really, really get that number down 
Uh, and so I basically all I've done is shaved off ten sacks. Was, he got sacked forty six times last year. I'm predicting thirty six times or less. Now, for reference, in 2021, when Clint Kubiak was calling the shots, that was Mike Zimmer's final year overall. Uh, Cousins got sacked 28 times. And so between Kubiak Jr., you know, Clint Kubiak in 2021, 28 sacks. Kevin O'Connell the next year, 46 sacks. That's quite a jump. And in reality, I think the offense actually uh, basically finished more or less the exact same when it comes to their point output. Um, I, I just got to think this will be a point of emphasis uh, going into this next season of trying to, to keep that jersey a little bit cleaner. Right. You know what I mean? Just get hit a little bit less as he ages, as he gets more comfortable in this, you know, this offense. Um, I don't believe it's a sustainable pace because he gets hit really hard. And credit to him for hanging in there. But golly, that is something that should be addressed, I would say. For sure. Yeah, it, it needs to be less than, than 46. I think you, you could probably argue it needs to be significantly less than 36 as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. it's not like it's not like hitting 36 is like, well, you know what? It was a success. Like that's still yeah, yeah. A, yeah. a lot to especially to if all those other QB hits are still there. Like if he's still getting knocked down all the time and still getting but just because he's got that quick release or whatever, right? And then he's and so the sacks don't look quite as abundant. But if he's still getting friggin' suplexed, you know what I mean? Like then it's 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 you know, there's still some concern there, right? So but I mean running the ball more, which we expect. Hopefully having another receiving option can get open very early in the route and therefore be open nice and early, you know, Jordan Addison. Uh and then hopefully just some greater mastery of the offense. And how to kind of all bring it all together. Um, you know, the continuity the offensive line that everyone's talking about, just kind of all of these factors hopefully kind of coming together, coalescing, and there's a fancy word for you. And then uh hopefully leading to uh ongoing health for cousins, which has been a thing, which is great, but we want that to continue, and 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 just less hits and him just feeling confident and comfortable and uh just willing to let the ball fly. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it feels like you mentioned several factors there. Yes, yeah. There, things should should be better. Uh, and again, they should. They can't, yeah, they can't really afford uh, for him to get hit as much as he did last year. Right? He was he was up near the very top of the league yeah. last year. I, I guess uh, in a, a tie for third most. I guess because there was a tie for for first most uh, in terms of sacks. But he again, you, like that just any time that he's getting hit is just another well it's a chance for injury it's just sure wear and tear on the body uh so again i think this this one all of them are important but th this one feels important uh and also s has some uh trickle down effect it's it, it impacts some other areas like this number has impacts on other areas like it, it's showing again that uh, a healthy run game. It, it's showing quick decisions on offense. Uh, so, so th this is this this one was the one that kind of stood up to me too. But I'm more of an offensive guy, anyways. Um, sure. So, so that makes sense. Well, well, then let's hit you with that one then, because you have yours. And so, hit us with your your bold specific stat prediction. Yeah. So, so I'm a simple man. 
<laughs> okay. There you go. Keep keep things the even. And I I see these numbers, and I I'm looking for something that's that's really easy. Uh, I'm I I work in uh, in even numbers, and so when I was thinking about these predictions, I was like, you know what? I'm what one guy I'm really curious about is Hawkinson. Again, Justin Jefferson is the offensive star of this team. Uh, there's there's no doubt, but Hawkinson really, when he came over, showed that he was a very legit second option for for yep. this team. And I think even with the addition of Addison, uh, I think it's still Hawkinson that's that's that number two option. And I think Jefferson really seems like he league-wide has moved into this conversation of potentially best receiver in the league. And even though he got, like, he, I think he still, he wasn't catching any teams off guard last year. Uh, he still put up a monster season, but it does feel like even still, there's going to be more attention uh, if it's possible put on him this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With that being said, then I like to see, I, I, I like the possibility of Hawkinson really coming out big. And so my numbers are actually going to be across the board in terms of receptions, yards, and touchdowns. So yep. to keep my, my numbers easy, I think uh, the, the prediction will be a hundred receptions, a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns and, and those are your minimums those like are if minimums. you go over the if you go over those it's fine no as, like as soon minimums. as he gets that i want him to rest uh no more for the rest of the season <laughs> yeah uh, that's right exactly shut her down ucrano's gotta pull him out of the game yeah, yeah just, exactly yeah. just pull pull out but uh for, for reference last year 86 receptions 914 yards six touchdowns and yeah. so this is definitely uh, a step up He's he hasn't had more than six touchdowns uh, in a season. Last year was his career high in terms of yards uh, and receptions. Uh, yeah. Still a very young player, right? He's twenty five, uh, twenty six, uh, and so he'll be twenty six by the, the time the season starts. That's what's like early July turns twenty six. July third is his birthday, and so he. I think I, I think these numbers are are certainly possible. That that, that would signal a very good season, uh, certainly for for him certainly. to do that. And I yep. think uh, especially I I like the touchdown number uh, in particular. I think that like to be able to have some type of player that you can consistently. I think that's it's an important to have a tight end who you can rely upon uh, when you're in the red zone to yep. to have that that guy of like you know what we can get him the ball and more often than not he's going to make that catch and and put points on the board uh so numbers for hawkinson 100 receptions thousand yards 10 touchdowns you know i kind of like that too because like i think previously not as much last season but previously uh Thielen had kind of become that guy of like the kind of like he was just a great touchdown scorer he could just shake loose in a, in a tight area and score a lot. Uh, and last year, is Jefferson who led the Vikings with eight touchdowns. And I, I don't think we necessarily, like, we don't think of Jefferson like we think of Randy Moss, who would just, you know, you'd get Moss. He'd just come, you know, elevate over top of you. Now, that's one area where I think Randy Moss is still clearly better than Jefferson is, is scoring touchdowns. What I'm trying to say in the end is that really last year, uh, the top three receiving touchdown scorers in the receiving game were uh Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne. Right? You didn't really have a tight end as like that red zone guy. Who like when you get close 
you're just looking for that dude who's going to go elevate and basically just play a little bit of bully ball, go get that football. And so if that can be Hawkinson, you know, then you can then you can obviously get there, right? And you can get that that ten touchdown mark. But I like it. I like Hawkinson. I like the predictions. We're gonna see. Yeah. You like the predictions that, that you made. That's that's uh Yeah, good. that's right. Exactly. That's right. I'm very self absorbed. And so I, I love my own predictions and we'll go with that. Awesome. Okay. Well, we'll wrap up there. That's I think that's that's great. Uh again, these are these are fun things to continue to to refer back to. Uh again, I, I don't uh this is the advantage of not having any writing. I guess you have you've got the the yeah, uh the right. audio now to refer back to for for my prediction uh but yep. this is something that again is up on purpleptsd.com you can go uh check it out Kyle's given some rationale these are like I I was referring to earlier it's there these numbers uh do have some method uh <laughs> and so <laughs> you can right. go and and yeah. uh if you haven't already go check out what uh Kyle's writing about with these predictions but uh we'll wrap up there thanks everyone for listening Hope everyone's enjoying their summer and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye.